Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio. You're listening to the Joe Mays and Jay Raff Show giving you weekly sports analysis, opinions, and discussion. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Jay Raff. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the 174th episode of the Joe Mays and Jay Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, alongside of me, co-host Jay Raff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be back. You know, we had a little break <clears throat> last week. Um, kind of time to digest after the draft and all all of that good stuff. Um, however, uh, you know we're we're back and uh, you know hopefully we can we can get into a little bit of a stretch here where at least we can talk about some topics over the next few months leading into our our biggest time of the year with football season. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I know it's only mid May, but we're already looking ahead that you know a little over two months from now training camps will start and we'll start doing our. Uh, breakdown of, uh, you know, division by division like we do and have so much fun making predictions that are sure to be wrong uh, as the season plays out, but that's the fun in it. Uh, but here we are in, in mid-May. We're uh, a week removed from the draft, which we'd love to talk about this evening, but we're going to push that off to next week. We're going to talk a little NFL draft next week. It may just be Justin and I, but I'm going to try to work and see if I can get one of the uh, the draft experts to join us on a show. We'll see if that can happen. We'll recap what the teams that, you know, our listeners are most interested in being Eagles, Cowboys, Dolphins, Patriots, Ravens, Steelers. Those are kind of the six that we hone in on. We'll see if I can get someone on here to recap what went down in the draft and some of the surprises and all the interesting stuff surrounding the NFL. And then that'll probably be it for NFL until um, July. Cause there's a lot of stuff that we want to, you know, want to tackle uh, besides the NFL and, and professional football that we love so much, but there's baseball going on. There's our best of series, which we're going to be doing some today. And there's there's just so many so much other things to talk about that we're going to try to do that over the next two two and a half months. Um, also, probably miss a couple of shows here and there because uh, apparently I'm having another kid here in a few weeks. I don't know something right. about that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but so that's that T- tonight. While you know there was a lot of stuff that occurred in the sports world over the last week that we um, could take the time to talk about. Um, it's a it's a special day, so we thought we'd mark the special day being Mother's Day with uh, returning to our best of series and, and giving the ladies some spotlight this evening and talking about who are the, uh, the greatest female athletes to ever play. And, you know, we're going to encompass everything, any, any sport, any athletic feat that's out there and, uh, you know, break it down. And I, I went about it a certain way and we'll see if Justin and I can come to a conclusion. I don't know if we'll end up getting to a number one because it's pretty difficult to compare, right. you know, the intra-athletic competition. Uh, yeah. It's like saying, you know, who's the best athlete ever. ever well, right. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. You know, no clue. It's hard to make go from uh, different disciplines, yeah. but you know, yeah, I, I looked at um, kind of what you had and I, I did a similar approach, um, you know, basically kind of looked at it and you, you can compare at least try to compare between like within the sports. Um, so 
Well, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit. I do have a little bit of an opinion as to look for an overall, and, and we'll talk about that um, when when the time comes. So yeah. uh, it should be an exciting show. You know, I, I was thinking this week. You know, sometimes, especially like through football season, like during the season, there isn't a, a ton of like research out, you know, outside because we pretty much watch what we can of the games. It's all opinion, and then like it's, it's or we on, memorize it, right, the facts, right? It's, it's on the fly kind of stuff, and then you know, but something like this. You know, greatest female athletes list. Well, I had specific people in mind for some, but I had virtually none of like the actual like detailed information right. to support yeah. it. That's exactly <laughs> how it went about for me. I so like I when I pulled up a list that had been compiled by some other group. Mm-hmm. Yep. I saw and there, there I didn't know everyone on the list Mm-mm, by no. a long shot. No, but I knew a lot of the list. Mm-hmm. But I had no background. And then I basically took that list and I went and, and looked things up. Yeah, based on it's exactly what I did. I, I Googled some looking for some lists because I knew starting points that I want to cover. But then I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. You know, I went to there was a right. quote that I completely forgot about that I needed to include. So I went through with these lists. I think there was about five of them that I kind of rotated back and forth. One of them that I was using as kind of a guide looking over and being like, I like this list a lot. But then I noticed I was like, there's someone here that just aren't as high up as it's thought to be or aren't on here at all. And here I, I realized it was published 15 years ago. Right, we missed right. the last 15 years. So I was right. like, all right, I got to get a little bit more current I, I, information. We've been looking at the same list. Because um, the one that jumps off my head and, and going into it, I thought this, she could be the best tennis player of all I, time. Yep, yep, Serena Williams yeah. was nowhere on this list. And then I looked, she was like way down at like yeah. 118 yeah. or something. And I, I was felt, like, what? Yeah, exactly. That's the exact same list. <laughs> so I was I like, like that. that's got to be. And then I was like, oh, it came out in 2000. You know, so right. most of her career, her dominant part of her career right. has been more recently in the last 10 years. So obviously, you know, we had to adjust and kind of, you know, combine some of these lists, you know, do research on our own, you know, find as much uh, statistics on some of these sites as we could. And um, while Serena Williams isn't my greatest female athlete or even greatest tennis player, she's obviously in the conversation and looking at that list that she kind of wasn't. And I just thought that was odd. Right. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, Justin and I did probably more research for this show than we've done in a while. Because, right. like he said, we usually count, watch it and uh, give our right. opinion. This now, is, now that's a little separate. If, if we're counting, like, draft show, like, I do a little bit, kind of just looking. The research you do for that you apply to the draft, you know, the predictions draft show, like, that's that's different because you're not necessarily doing that for the show exclusively. Um, however... You know, I would say that probably surpassed the amount of research you did for this, the research you did on that chat, just by a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. Like it was, oh, absolutely. Going into it, I thought I knew, like, I was like, all right, this is person's going to be here, this person's going to be here. And about, I'd say about 50% of the time, I was right. right. But, but even, then there were names that came up that I was right. like, wow, I did not right. even consider exactly. her. I'm, I'm actually excited to talk about some of these yeah. as we go through. I want to see how close we are. Because right. what I kind of did was kind of get sort of for the – you did touch on more sports. Now, I looked at them, but I didn't necessarily write out the details for a lot. I wanted to get about a top three in each of the sports that yeah. I could think of, and then I actually threw in a sport or two that I didn't even consider. Yeah, I saw um, that on your list, too. So there's, cool. you know, there's, there's probably about six or so sports, six or seven sports, and I tried to get about a top three, not necessarily in order, and then I researched them, and I kind of highlighted who I wanted to focus on. But because there's so much to get into, I don't want to pause anymore. Right. And we're only going to be able to cover each sport or each person that we decide on for about five minutes. Um, so I would love to, at the end of this show, be able to talk about the flake gate because that was kind of a big deal this week. Caught us at a bad time because I didn't want to push off the ladies uh, being on Mother's Day. We don't get to talk about female, female athletes that much. So I was like, well, we'll do the deflate gate some other time. You know, that'll still be around. Hey, next time we get to do it, we'll do it before the draft. We might, we'll know how long Brady's suspended because he's getting suspended. 
Yeah, I'll hold off. I'm wait, waiting until your mom texts to you know show us the clapping hands because I know <laughs> that she's just waiting for that. Uh, but anyways, yeah, tonight's all about the ladies because we definitely want to give them time because there's some incredible athletes out there, uh, some of which I'm sure you've heard of. Some of them maybe you heard of, but you didn't realize how good or how dominant they yeah. were in their sports. That, and that's where I kind of was. Like, I knew how good I, – I, I had an idea of how good some of these athletes were. But to know that the level of dominance when I looked at some of the raw statistics for some of these and just achievements was just mind-blowing to me. Um how there were some of these and it just kind of blew me away so it, it is it, it's exciting and uh you know hopefully we can we can dive right into that yeah and real quickly before we do dive right into this topic i do want to get out the contact information because i think if there's enough listeners out there this yeah. could be a show that we get a lot of opinions on um email text call great ways to contact us and justin has that info for you yeah like joey said it would be a great topic uh to get your your input or your questions or any of that information so uh, you can use the May Sandra Shop hotline uh, at 530-563-6297. Again, 530-563-6297. You can also email um, email the show using the May Sandwich Shop email inbox, and that is jomaysandjraff at gmail.com. Again, jomaysandjraff at gmail.com. We also have a social media presence, primarily on Facebook and Twitter, although I have been working on trying to flesh out the, the Google Plus page. But for the time being, the best way to contact us on social media during the show is on our Facebook fan page or on our Twitter profile, which is at Joe Mays and JRath. All right. No more stalling. And uh, we're going to dive right in with our best of series, the best female athletes of all time. Um, and I think before I do the individual, there was like I wanted to point out this isn't a team event. But there are some local teams that I know it's not the greatest because actually researching one of them, I realized how dominant one of the female soccer programs has been. Um, but yeah. some of the Penn State teams that have been competing um, recently have been pretty dominant in their own right. Um, fencing, now that is co-ed, so kind of a little cheating, not just women, also men in there. But they've won 13 national championships, including last year's in 2014. Uh, volleyball, we know how dominant they've been. They've won seven national titles, which is five more than anyone else has won. And they've also won six of the last eight, which is ridiculous if you think about it. They've won four straight, and now they're on back-to-back again. Right. So You, we'll, you know it's tough. I'm not saying it's, it's fair, but when the national championship or competing for a national championship is the expectation, um, yeah, you've got a pretty strong program. <laughs> yeah. Both fencing and volleyball are actually NCAA competition level yeah. rugby is more of a, a um, club sport it's not recognized at least the penn state version of the conference plan is not recognized in the ncaa so it doesn't count for the university national titles but it is interesting because you get a lot of you it's not solely like division one competition division right two. like it's, it's anyone any right so you get all kinds of schools getting all kinds of rugby players from all over the world speaking of which Penn State literally just won their fourth straight national championship, defeating schools Central Washington, 61-7. to <laughs> So Penn State women's rugby team has been incredible. This is their 11th straight title game appearance. They've won 10 titles, including seven of the last 10 years. So I wanted to point out some of the team achievements, at least locally at Penn State, obviously, because we're both Penn State fans. And actually, what led me to think about that was I got my Penn Stater, and it was all about the uh, women's rugby team uh, and how great they are. And then after the publication, you know, was sent out, they won a tenth tenth championship. They kind so, of backed it up. No, no Sports Illustrated. I know it's not Sports Illustrated, but no cover curse for them. Correct. No, they went on and did their thing. So congratulations to the uh, Penn State women's rugby team and all of the great women's athletics that Penn State puts out. Um, 
And the Nittany Lions got a thing to say. Happy Mother's Day to everyone out there again. And uh, now we'll get to the individual honors. And uh, my outline got messed up, but here we go. We'll just start right here. I think the first, when I thought best female athletes, there were two right away that I thought of, and it was soccer and basketball. Because, you know, obviously those are more dominant sports around the world. There, you know, there's there's five significant sports in, in the U.S., Soccer and basketball are two of them. You don't get too many women that play, at least professionally, in, in football. Um, I guess I didn't go too much into softball now that I'm looking at it. But no, there weren't many softball players on those lists, if any, that well, I recall. And, and softball is another one of those where it's big here. But, um, you know, well, I guess you can make this argument for other sports, too. It was, it was dropped from the Olympics for right. a while because – because the U.S. dominated, so, ironically, we lost. They lost that in the year. last one, right? Yeah, I think it was, but, was that twenty. Um, 20 was that twenty twelve or was that two thousand eight? Two thousand eight to in Japan, my, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it it is kind of interesting. Um, soccer and basketball definitely have a a world um, kind of drawing. I also would say um, track and track and field also. Uh, you know, but again, kind of varies uh, from place to place there a little bit. But soccer. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, worldwide sport. But we talk about like I didn't really include softball in here, but in other parts of the world, like we don't have cricket on here, and that would be a huge right, one right. to not have. You know, included, but at, at school this year, all, all the kids have you know one-to-one devices, and um, there were a couple kids um, who are you know different heritage than many of the other students, and they were tuning in to the uh, world to cricket the championship. Cricket, uh, yeah, I think it was like World Cup. Cricket World Cup. Cricket World Cup, yeah. Because um, one kid kept calling it the World Cup of Cricket, and she's like, no, it's just Cricket, cricket World, World Cup. Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I but actually, when I lived in Indiana I with Kelly. I get it. Like, I mean, I understand it's competition, all that stuff, but, like, I mean, I don't I'd have understand to the rules. I actually had um, a lot of Kelly's advisors, and, and actually my boss um, were, were Native Indian or a surrounding country, so they were big in the cricket. Right, they right. tried to teach me, and I was like, Eyes glossed my, over, like what? Of like I could not did get an it. internship in Connecticut. I was there with a, a number of students from India, and they taught him, and he played. He and he still had no idea. <laughs> they would get mad at him because he would swing at what they were saying like were the bad, were the bad pitches, swing at, like, because they were like high, and he was just swinging like Whoa. baseball and just crushing. Not exactly what you want to and do. He's like, but it's working. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I again, I keep delaying before jumping to the individual. I guess I want to say. When I approached this, and if there was a a close group, like a couple players close, I gave the advantage to the more recent, and I know that's probably biased because of our age. And then when I say more recent, I don't mean in the last 10 years. I mean in the last 50 years, because there are right. some great athletes from, like, the 1960s and before, 1950s and before. I but I saw that especially on the track. Yeah, track and field. Like, oh, my this, God. That Dave, yes, Dave Diedrichsen yes. or whatever yeah. her name was. Yes. Like, she was – and. And if you're going like across time, you know, not thinking about how um, people in general, not just females, are bigger, faster, stronger now through evolution at, of, you know, nutrition and weightlifting and, and all those things and just genetics in general, she would probably be, I mean, she was on those lists, usually second behind a lady we'll talk about because right. she didn't just do track and field. She did like six things that was right. good at all of them. Right. So in terms of great athlete, athlete, Babe Didrikson, which now I can't remember her last name, I think it was. Like a, it was hyphenated. That's right, I don't yeah. remember the second part of it. But like she was all over the place and it was nuts. But I, I tend to favor the people who had, had were playing at the peak of their careers from the 1960s to present, the last 50 years or so. That, yeah, that I, was my I thinking. I agree, and not 
you know, that might be unfair, but we do that all the time with our other best of, you know, series where we kind of have to draw the line somewhere, especially when we did baseball, you know, like some of the things there, we mentioned some of them, but it's just like, there's two different eras, you know, of sports. There's modern day and then there's, you know, all of right. the history. All of, of the it. history. You so, know, when baseball goes right. back into the 1880s. Right. Yeah. You know, so. Um, but yeah, so first up, let's start with soccer. Before we, I pull it up here, are you in agreement? Is this who you singled out or is there someone else on the list? Actually, I went in thinking this was going to be the same person and I actually went with the person you have not last on the list, but just last. Well, the, in I, have, order. I have that highlighted because I'm going to make a point for her. Right. So. And, and so while last week, the you know, honestly, the first person that jumped to my mind and not necessarily the person that I thought was going to be number one when I did the research, but just when I when we confirmed that this is the show we're doing this week, the first person to hop into my mind was Mia Hamm. Yeah. Because, she, because maybe it has something to do with the fact that like she was huge when we were when growing up, we were growing yeah, up, right. You know, like that's when, when, when soccer started to gain ground in the nineties, you know, the U S hosted the world cup. Um, they introduced the women's aspect of everything. Soccer started to grow a little bit. Mia Hamm was everywhere. Right. And then she ended up marrying a Boston Red Sox, right. or, well, at one time, and, Red Sox and player, and no more Garcia Parra. She married Garcia him like, at the time when he was at his right too. Like, it, it was kind of crazy. No ma. Like, you yeah. know, he was all over the place before the Red Sox had won all these three titles in the last 11 years. Um, so, yeah, Mia Hamm was the first one that jumped to my mind, but I was like, I know there's great international soccer players. And I don't want to slight that. Yeah. But obviously, you know, there's, I'm sure there's bias involved. And I looked at it. I, I had to go with one of the two Americans, the second of which we'll talk in a bit. You know, but there's two. And the two else that are on here, I know there's others historically that have been really good. But coincidentally, the two others on here are active. Yeah. Uh, and, like, and Marta from Brazil just lit up in the Olympics. The U.S. actually beat them right um but marta and the other girl that i looked into Birgit prince from germany um those two actually are tied right now for the most goals in world cup history or was it olympic history or world cup history? <laughs> i'm not sure now i can't remember because women's world cup's coming this year which will tie into some of the stuff we'll say right. in a few minutes which is kind of cool because this this could play itself right. out and that's and, and exactly completely changed in the next six months, yeah. you know, which is kind of cool. Not even, you know, yeah. we're two, two and a half yeah. months or whatever it is. Um, but anyway, so my number one in terms of soccer was Mia Hamm. Uh, and I stuck with it, but there's obviously, I know who Justin's leaning towards, and I have an addendum for right. Mia Hamm thing. But so when I'm looking here, you can make it an argument for Mia Hamm. You can't really go wrong uh, when, we're, when we're looking at these. Uh, you know, when we look at this, um, made Team USA at 15 years old. It's <laughs> third. 15 years old. 158 goals in international play. Which, Second all time. And was, was the record was the until was two years ago, I believe, or about um, two years ago. Here's one. You know, most career assists for Team USA, 144. Third most international appearances. That one also might have been the record when she, uh, when she retired. You know, two-time FIFA World Player of the Year, which is, again. She's one of the first two times it was ever right, given right. to a woman. Right, which <laughs> basically means that she was the reason that they reconsidered and started awarding it to women. Like that's how, yeah. that's how those awards work when they're like, she's good enough. We need to give a female award as well. That's, that's what they did. A few years back, they gave Pele probably the greatest soccer to ever live. Most people would consider an opportunity to pick 125 of the greatest living soccer players ever. He chose 123 men and two women. 
one of them being Mia Hamm. So <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. Right. And and actually, when we get to another sport, I'm going to talk about the opinion of one of the greats, which is why I put someone else over her. You know? Right. So it, it's interesting when you talk about one of the greats, if not the greatest of all time, his input, you know, Mia Hamm is right there. And, and Mia Hamm... Oh, it's a four-time NCAA national champion. Think about that. You only got four years. Yeah, and (laughs) actually, she she technically got five. I think she redshirted and missed a year probably for either an injury or for Team USA stuff. So she really – because UNC has 21 women's soccer titles. There's only been 32 women's competitions, I believe. Yeah. 32 or 36, they've won 21. They played in the first 13 you could play in. They won 12 out of 13, I think. Right. So, yeah, UNC pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Mia Hamm won four. I guess really she probably was a part of five, but right. um, she's credited with four. Um, she also has won two gold medals in both the Women's World Cup and for the Olympics. Um, and I think an aspect of that is one of the reasons that the next person – has to do something this summer, and I think she will unseat her, at right. least in my opinion. Um, so we talked, Mayhem is my choice. I think she's kind of your choice, but like you're like, I think this next one's going to jump her. Right, right. The other one, the book hasn't been fully written yet. Right, right. right. She's yeah. still going. We, we, it's mostly written, but it, it's not, we're, we're still uh, kind of waiting to see, um, you know, and that is Abby Wambach. And um, she is unreal. Like, right, I, right. I, I, and I'll be honest, I knew she was really good. I didn't know she was better. She I didn't know she had better stats. to be the greatest female yeah, yeah, soccer right. player ever. I that was that was the, this was the first category I kind of looked at. Yeah, and I I right away I was easiest. like, oh my god, I thought it would be the easiest, and then I was like, oh, oh, this isn't that easy actually. Right. right. Because you consider Marta and Bridget, like then you have Mia, who is historically one of the greatest, but then you have Abby coming up and doing her thing now. It's just incredible. I just, a native from New York, she played. She actually got opportunities to play at all of the soccer powerhouses. She decided to go to Florida and kind of revolutionize that program. The Gators only had when when Abby decided to go there. Florida had only had a female soccer team for three years. The first year she got there, they won a national title. They right. won four straight SEC titles. They made it to the championship as, as a senior, or excuse me, into the final four as a senior as well. Um, she started playing for the U.S. national team in 2001, and she's still doing it to this day. She is the one that has already eclipsed Mia Hamm in international goals most all time. Doesn't matter gender, male or female. Abby Wambach has the most international goals in the history of the sport. And think about this: I don't know what her plans are, you know, for how long she's gonna how long she's gonna play this out. But she has, if she plays the next two years, which would be another thing, World Cup and another Olympics. Another World Cup, another Olympics. So two of the biggest international competitions in terms of tournaments. So that could go up even more. And certainly appearances would go up. Certainly through the World Cup, potentially for um, the the Olympics the following year. Now, she, Abby met Mia in terms of Olympic golds. She's won two. And she started out as a member of the team in 2008 that also won gold. So she kind of would have got had three. But she got injured in, I believe, tune-up games leading into that. Yeah. Broken, like her leg got all jacked yeah. up. Um, and she isn't credited with a, a gold medal for that. So I guess she got replaced. And they, I guess if you get injury replacement, right. you're not part right. of the team. Which, Did you see Miracle? God, Come on, man. I know. That's so disappointing. <laughs> but she won it um, in uh, 2004 and 2012. Uh, the thing that's holding her back, at least, and this comes back to the Super Bowl debate, I think, so too, with, with NFL quarterbacks. Um 
World Cup in terms of soccer is the biggest. Absolutely. Olympics get huge play in the U.S., and now finally World Cup's getting bumped up there because right. it's the pinnacle of the sport. Well, and also, let's, let's be real. We think things where Americans have a legitimate chance at winning, and not just sports-specific, but just in general, we tend to do well at the Olympics. We tend to care more about the Olympics. Right. At least in, in men's soccer for a while now, we've just gotten housed at the World Cup. When we were real young, we, we made it into, you know, um, yeah. the elimination rounds and, and things like that. But, you know, for a lot of our growing up and into adulthood, the team has been fairly irrelevant on the international level. Now, at the men's side, that's changed a little bit. Women's side, that hasn't been Women changed. have been good since they started Women's World Cup. Right, right. So, but absolutely, the World Cup is the stage yep. in, in soccer. Like, that's yep. just the way it is. Yeah, and um, the first two times um, Abby played in World Cups, the U.S. team won bronze, which I believe was 03 and 07. Then in 2011, they were favored, and they lost in penalties to Japan, the silver I watched that match. It was yeah. really disappointing the way it ended because they were winning. Japan tied it, went the penalty. I think it was an extra time that they that both teams scored, which is crazy because I think it was like one nothing U.S. Then Japan scored real late. U.S. scored again, and then Japan scored again. So you had all. I think it went two to two in overtime penalties. Abu was the only one to score in penalty kicks um, in the uh, the World Cup final in 2011. Here we are, the year removed from the men. Now the women will take center stage. 2015 Women's World Cup is coming up this summer. I think it's in Canada. I so, believe you're so correct. Time so, should be an issue. Right. Like we should be able to actually watch the games. Right. Really, so really nice. And and this I don't think will surprise you in the history of um, no, me talking with, about with the newborn. You know those nights can be a little crazy. Even but sports and athletics, you know, obviously like football and hockey are, are my two big ones, and I'm never a big soccer or basketball person except when the ladies are playing. Like I I, I went to Lady Lions basketball games at Penn State. Well, Okay. Penn State might be a bad example. <laughs> well, okay. But, but if, I, get, if you're I agree. A, if you're a I basketball agree. person, like generally you're like, I'm going to go watch the guys. I, I, completely I went and watched the ladies play. Right. I, I, right. I just I liked watching Lady Lions basketball. And Kelly Mazzani was only there one year while I was there. Okay, so it wasn't, it wasn't just that. Sure. It wasn't. She was gone after my freshman year. But in soccer, I watched the Women's World Cup four years ago. I, for the first time in my life, I watched a little men's World Cup last year. That was it. It's, in in reality, I so think, what I'm trying I to say a, is I'm actually excited right. for the World Cup. A lot of people Cup. probably were the other way. Like they, I don't want to say a lot, but people like me, like I, I watch the men's World Cup. Like I, I enjoy it, and because of that, like because I just like the competition, I love that competition at the highest level. Now, there's so much on each one of those games. I like watching the Women's World Cup, too. But it was probably the other way around for you, like you just said, where you kind of started, you got introduced with the Women's World Cup, but just, like, the the build-up and how competitive. And now that the men's team is actually competitive, Starting they they're, they're, right there, they're yeah. not a World Cup contender, but they're, they can compete. All of a sudden, you know, now there's a little, a little bit of intrigue there, which is a little bit of intrigue from Joey for – men's soccer is, hey, that's a lot that, that's a big that's, that's a lot <laughs> yeah. so um right, obviously we're running really short on time so we need to move on but i think we're in agreement for the yeah. most part that Meaham's kind of the greatest but we think if abby wins gold at this world cup and she's obviously going to barring an injury right in the next two months she's obviously going to score a few more goals build up and, that lead and her style of play the diving oh, header, just the headers what, play, i think like, it was the 2011 world cup every goal she scored was by header right She's just she's fun to watch 
and she is incredible. Right. So it's, just, it, it's something to watch. And it, it's nice because we kind of start off this category. And I know we spent a lot of time on this particular sport, but as we go forward, you know, we get to see her maybe supplant who we have as the best in the sport, competing against two others on the list. Yeah. But right now, right, right there so in this World Cup. We're, so so we're really saying fun. is if you're a fan of soccer, women's soccer, this World Cup should be incredible because you'll see Marta Burgett and Abby yeah, all playing three of the at the four same time. Best time will be competing in two months. So you should definitely watch that. All right, basketball. There's a lot of players to consider here, and I think we kind of have a similar situation where I think one or two of these people, as their careers progress, could top who I have at the, I, at the top I of the list. I absolutely know who I'm putting on this. You're not. You're not. I just – give me credit for at least putting I, her there. I'm shocked that she even made the All list. All right, so in women's basketball um, – I went with Lisa Leslie. Absolutely. Um, she was um, born in California, played at USC. Um, she's a three-time WNBA MVP, a two-time WNBA champion. She won the finals both times they won the title. She won Olympic gold all four times she represented Team USA. And she's in the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. So Lisa Leslie was my go-to, and you, you're in agreement. Yeah, absolutely. There are other... Uh, names on the list. I'll just run through just a few. We don't really. Some need of them are current. Some of them are past. Me catching Cynthia Cooper, Lauren Jackson, uh, Cheryl Swoops, John Kay, Diana Tarazi, uh, Maya Moore, Candace Parker. I, I think, I think Maya or Candace have the potential to maybe unseat Lisa. I, Lisa Leslie was just. It's hard to top what she did though. Um, but right. I think there's enough talent. When you look at how good some of those players are, and maybe in terms of stats, not necessarily the, the awards, but the stats, some of those players at the end may end up having a, a better or more significant stats, but I'm not sure you're going to get someone that was as dominant yeah. as Lisa Leslie. And I understand there's probably some um, legacy members that we didn't include, but again, every time I read up about them, it was they didn't play tough competition. Right. They put up a lot of points. Or they maybe they didn't, their team didn't even do great overall, and they were a great player, but they didn't play a lot of good competition. So I know there's a lot of names that are probably missing from that list. That um, you know, if there's other listeners that are into the female basketball, you might say, hey, why isn't she on there? I, I just I favored, like I said, in the last 30, 40 plus years, and also I wanted to see the competition. Most of these players, if not all of them, played at big time programs: Tennessee, Connecticut, uh, for the women uh, when Leslie was there, USC. Um, I said that that was kind of my thinking and that's what landed me with Lisa Leslie and the list that we came up with here. Yeah, I, I am in complete agreement there. All right. Now, this next one is probably a big one for a lot of people. Yep. And it topped the list for pretty much maybe every all five that I looked at. This was the lady that was at the top. Yep. And I'm sure most of you are aware of who we're going to be talking about here. When we're talking the sport of track and field, the first name that comes to probably 99.99% of people that you ask would be Jackie Joyner Kersey. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Like, and she made the top list. And again, this was another name that came to mind rather quickly. But when I looked into it more, I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, ridiculous. When when you're dominant at the Olympic level, like, that's just – it's incredible um, because you're going against the best in the world do- continue to dominate. You're not dominating, like, a college sport. Well, you know what? There might be international – no, we're talking international competition, true international competition. Right. We have a way in this country of calling ourselves world champions. When we time. don't play anyone when outside of the play. U.S. Right. Although a lot of international players come to our in our, and play I get in our it. leagues. And, and a lot of them are the top leagues. There's that, no argument there. But, like, you know, <laughs> baseball World Series, well, 
kind of, you know, like Japan's but, got a pretty good lead, right? But you know, when when we look at it, it is it is the World Series. But here, you know, when you're dominating the Olympics, it's you know, especially in the Summer Olympics, you get like a hundred, almost 200 countries that'll enter right. athletes. Like, there's a lot of athletes, especially in track. You know, that's one of the sports where a lot of countries have people enter. Um, you know, so well, because it's such a I don't want to be crude. It's just such a it's just a lay event. Like it's something that anyone can compete in. Absolutely. Like really, you don't have to have right. equipment. It's just you know. I mean, obviously, it's more to it than just going out and run. You have to learn how to, the intricacies of the sport. Right. But anyone can pick it up. You can jump over anything. You can stretch. You can learn. Like anyone can do it. Right. right. Literally, exactly. nearly everyone can compete in it if they want to. And uh, when you have something that's that simple on the surface, and you dominate it the way that she did. Um, she was the easy choice in track and field, and she's probably the easy choice to look at as number one overall if we get yeah. to that. Right, and and that was the one point I was going to say. Because of some of the things we're about to get into here, um, she dominated in track and field. But some of the events she dominated in track and field and some of the other things we're about to mention go into why, if I had to pick one, yeah, she it, would, it, she it, would, it, it would probably it be It would her. be hard for – and because we're talking – athlete right you know and not that the other competed in the heptathlon right exactly <laughs> that alone you know and like you said and we have listed here that three-time gold medal winner in 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 the olympics sorry in the olympics two times in the heptathlon once in the long jump <laughs> right right so i mean it, it's unbelievable um just how good she was we're talking multiple events right um and you know that's something Americans haven't always been the best at are those like combined uh, track and field um, things. Um, But my my favorite thing here is um, three times gold that you mentioned, she also won silver and two, two times in the bronze for the long jump. Um, She also was a four time world champion, two times in both of the events. Sports Illustrated named her the greatest female athlete of the 20th century. So obviously they have a pretty big handle on the world of sports that they're going to name her the greatest of the 1900s. You know, you got to respect that. Right. But my favorite thing that I found was Jackie Joyner Kersey is the world record holder in the heptathlon currently, you know, because she, she competed, you know, a couple decades ago now. Um, she actually has the top six spots. I mean, of all the times the heptathlon has been run, six times she set a record or broke her own record. And she still holds those to this day. That, and, that's insane. And, you know, you know, retired now for, what, 25, 30 years or whatever it is. She's still second on in long jump right. on, on the world record list. Still, you know, three decades later, give or, you know, give or take, where, where, wherever we're at here. Yeah, and, um, and again, just to kind of just show you, she so in in track and field when you're looking at multiple events, so just a well-rounded athlete, just in general, she is the best six. <laughs> like, <right>. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's hard to argue. But now there's that name that I was trying to remember that we looked up that the, the woman from the early 1900s, Babe Didrikson Zaharias. You know, no disrespect to her because apparently she was an incredible athlete. But again, we just kind of favor people that played in the last 40, 50 years, and she played about 100 years ago. So, um, so that's track and field. Jackie Joyner Kersey definitely has a strong contention for being the greatest female athlete of all time. Now, another one that was interesting to me, yeah. and my first thought was this lady I'm pulling up here now for watching you stream. I completely agree. I, I jumped in. I was like, well, tennis, you know, you got to consider tennis, great sport, world sport. A lot of people compete in it. I was like, it's probably going to be Billie Jean King, right? You know, she's International Tennis Hall of Fame. She won 39 Grand Slam titles, 12 of them on her own in the singles competition. Um, she won, you know, the career 
a full Grand Slam where she won each of the four majors at least one time, uh, winning Wimbledon, what, six times. Uh, but she didn't win what they called the Grand Slam box set, which is the career Grand Slam in singles, doubles, and mixed, meaning you win all the Grand Slam at least once in all three ways. Um, and three people have done that, um, two of which didn't even make my list. I didn't know too much about them, and when I looked up, I didn't think it compared to a couple of these right. other people. Other people considered that I looked into, Steffi Graf, um, Chris Everett, and Serena. Once you look at it, you know, got, got away from the list that were made 10, 15 years ago, Serena Williams definitely holds her ground. She's obviously not the greatest ever. She can get there. She's right. still got time. Right. But and, and she's for in the a conversation. While, it looked like she was going to easily get there. And yeah. then had a little bit of a little bit of, of a now, But then it seems like she's kind of her career has been revived and she's back. Yeah. And who knows where it could end up? She she is in with, within striking distance of becoming the greatest female tennis so player. Perhaps, However, perhaps our parents might be in disagreement. They might say it's got to be Billie Jean King. Um, but I think Justin and I figured out, looking at the information, you know, yeah. we said Billie Jean King didn't win that Grand Slam box that two, three women did, two of which we're not even going to mention. But one, the other one, the remainder one, is um, to me the greatest female tennis player of all time, and that's Martina Navratilova, uh, also in the International Tennis Hall of Fame. She won 18 Grand Slam single titles. Remember, Billie Jean King won 12. She won the four majors. At least twice. She won the Aussie three times, the French twice, the U.S. four times, and she won Wimbledon, what is it, uh, nine times, yeah. including, what, six straight years from 82 through 87? <laughs> so and, you and have the single events. That's her, great. Her, la- her la- last one, and I think it was a mixed doubles, was when she was 50 years old. Like, right. how insane is that? Um I don't care, you know, which, you know, type, whether it's doubles, sing, uh, singles would just be absurd. That's not going to happen. But, you know, any to win the mixed doubles at three years old yeah. is just insane. One of the key points here, and we referenced this when we talked about Pele talking about um, uh, Mia Hamm, was when they asked Billie Jean King, you know, about, like, greatest tennis players of all time, Martina Navratilova was who she named as the greatest of all time. So it's hard to argue against one of the all-time great naming someone else. Now, we said Billie Jean King won 39 um, Grand Slam events, be it singles, doubles, mixed doubles. Martina won 59 Grand Slam titles. Right. 18 of them were singles. She won 31 Grand Slam doubles, playing with another female tennis player. And for two of those times, uh, for at least two of those years, she actually played with Billie Jean King. So Billie Jean King kind of knows what she's talking about. She got to play with her. Um, she also yeah. won 10 Grand Slam mixed doubles titles. Uh, Martina was the seven-time Women's Tennis Association Player of the Year in singles and 11-time WTA Team of the Year in doubles. Again, 78 and 79, she did it with Billie Jean King. Um, the other uh, nine times were the Pam Shriver. So right. Martina so, Navratilova, shocked. I knew the name. I knew she was great. I thought it'd be Billie Jean King, but when I looked at it, I was like, it's got to be Martina. Right. And just real quick, over five consecutive seasons, um, she won 428 of 442 singles matches, averaging fewer than three losses per year to 87 wins <laughs> for a sustained winning percentage of 96.8%. She holds the best season win-loss record in the open era, 86 and one with the night, which is basically 98.9% winning percentage in 83 and four of the top six winning percentages in open era seasons. She recorded the longest winning streak in the open era, 74 consecutive matches and three of the six longest winning streaks. 
<laughs> he's the only professional player to have won six major singles crowns without the loss of a set. Wow. Like, and it goes on and on. Like, it's just insane. And that's just general information you can get, you know, off of the internet. Yeah. But, like, when I was reading this, I'm just like, I read Billie Jean King. I'm like, wow, she's really good. Yeah. And then I'm reading Martina Navratilova's, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's better. <laughs> First first non-American on our list, by the way. Billy yeah. Jean King would have made it another American. Obviously, it's we look at this through red, white, and blue glasses. It's but because as I was reading this, she actually, she's from, uh, you know, Czechoslovakia, Czechoslovakia. Yeah. But I think she, she didn't move. She has dual right. citizenship, yes. Right. And it had to be restored because it had gotten revoked when she, she uh, sought political asylum. Ah, okay. In, in, or not political asylum, but... Uh, um, uh, yeah, I know. She basically, was a refugee. Yeah. During all yeah. Well, the crazy she is from there. Czechoslovakia, which no longer exists. It's now the Czech Republic and Slovakia. Kind of the reason why she came here. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, dual citizenship. She is technically an American now and right. can compete, I guess, but in international yes. competition as an American. But originally, she's Czechoslovakian. Yeah. Um, which doesn't exist anymore. Um, so last thing before we move on, we got a text here from um, Maria in Rabazonia who says that the Williams sisters, now obviously we mentioned Serena, Venus also very good, but I think Serena's got to step up yeah. on her. Um, they, she says that both the Williams sisters are good, but they're just not the one. Um, but like we said, Serena has the potential to get there. I think it would be hard to top what Martina's done though. I would agree. And, um, you know, I, I want to say this, but I don't want to take away from the person we just named as the greatest. But when we look at it, I think it may be hard for Serena to get there because as sports grow and as training has grown for different people, you know, there's more and more people. Yeah. Now I don't know the actual numbers on tennis, you know, maybe it hasn't grown more. I would find it hard to believe it's not bigger now than it was in the seventies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, you want to talk about example. We talked about track where, you know, you have lots of people competing. Tennis, not quite as much. You know, it's a, it's a little harder. It's, you know, generally not a sport. Kids just go out and, and just do. Yep. Um, you know, which there's lots of sports like that. But anyway, um, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to kind of see how, how Serena, over the next few years, how, how does it kind of play out. Um, she doesn't compete in those other, like, she, she and Venus used to compete in the doubles all, like, every time. Yeah. She doesn't do that a whole lot as mm-hmm. much anymore. I know they do some, but not yeah, they, as much. They focus more on their single competition. Right. Which I don't blame no, them. Yeah. But That's like what you get time, your notoriety Right. For. If you're going to be the greatest and you're going to kind of compile these, these uh, you know, these statistics mm-hmm. and these awards, these championships. You got to do it individually. Right. You're not going to catch it up if you don't compete across the board. All right, we got, uh, I think, four more to cover with, like, four minutes to go. So we're going to run through real quick. Um, Skating, I combined to be both figure and speed. I know that's probably cheating, but I just – there were so many names and so much to cover. (laughs) Um, One of the ones that jumped out first was Sonia Haney, but she competed a while ago. So I kind of knocked her down a peg. Um, Other names that came up, Peggy Fleming, Dorothy Hamill, Katarina Vitt. But the one that I landed with was uh, Bonnie Blair, another American jumping on our list. Uh, she had quite the run in the Olympics. She was four times. She did the international competition at the highest level. She was a five-time gold gold medalist, three times in the 500, two times in 1,000. She also won the bronze as well. So Bonnie Blair from Cornwall, New York, she is my skating champion in terms of greatest female athlete. And I, I would agree there. You know, when, when you just look at the success at the international level, it, it, it's incredible. All right. Gymnastics, another one uh, that I thought would yeah. be interesting. Um you know, a couple of names that came up, that, and Olga Corbett was, was mentioned a lot. I looked into that one. 
Obviously, a lot of people are familiar with Mary Lou Retton. Right. And if you were going with, you know, kind of the American spin on it, right. that would That's be who probably who you would but go with. Looking overall, you can't. But really if you look overall, um, Nadia Comaneci, um, just what she was able to do in the Olympic competition, she competed uh, in two Olympic Games, uh, 76 and 1980. She won five gold medals in those two Olympic Games. Um, she ne- never won the team gold. She, they, the team, the R- Romanian team finished second both times they were there. But individually, she won all around. She won almost every event. Um, she won three in 76, two in 80. She won the silver three times. Two of them were the team competition. Um, and she also took home a bronze. But one of the biggest things that's always mentioned when you talk about Nadia is she earned a perfect 10 on her routine on the uneven bars in 1976. Right. Which, a perfect 10. Which is just now, I know the grading has changed and a perfect 10 doesn't mean anything anymore because that's not the grading scale. But whatever the grading scale is now, if you got a perfect, which no one has ever done, that's what Nadia accomplished in 1976 on the uneven bars, a, a perfect score. Yeah. And again, just kind of um, performed her best at the highest level and, and dominated again in that international competition. Right. And then that's not even taking in all these sports have world championships that all these people have won numerous times. Right. We're kind of focusing on ones that are so those world championships most associated are with on like, their buildups for the Olympics, right, you know, right. The Olympics is, is what everyone focuses in on, but the world championships are as important to these competitors and to these countries as the Olympics are, but the Olympics get the headlines. All right. In golf. Um, this is another one that I thought there were, there were a lot of names bouncing around in my head and, and most of the names that actually I thought of didn't end up making my list of the top ones. Um, of course, I'm mostly associated with the, the, the women of the U.S. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.